ESPN Sports columnist Jim Suhan joins us now. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning, Jay. All right, so LeBron James, the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, scored 38 points in a loss to the Lakers last night. Your thoughts on LeBron's career? It's incredible. Um, it's incredible in terms of, first of all, he is the all-time leading point scorer, and he's not a ball hog. Imagine that. Uh, he is not someone who demands the ball. He's not someone who demands that he lead his team in shooting or scoring. It just happens. Um, he can score from anywhere. He can shoot the three. He can drive the lane. He can post up. He can score with either hand. He's great on the break. Uh, he is also one of the greatest passers in NBA history. He's also a great defender. Uh, he's a great thinker. Uh, he has won championships with multiple franchises. He has had durability, longevity. He's probably the greatest 38-year-old basketball player in history. It's remarkable. And uh, it's a testament to how, much, how many great basketball players there have been through the years that he's not automatically considered the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, and he's not done yet. He might put a lot of distance between himself and everybody who's chasing him in these statistical categories. He might be close. To, he might get close to the top of the assist list. It, it, we've just never seen any, you know, listen, we've never seen anything quite like Michael Jordan winning six titles uh, in six straight, in, you know, basically six straight attempts. And we've never seen anything like LeBron James's overall all around greatness, unless you want to go back and argue that Oscar Robertson was that kind of a player and just didn't get a chance to, uh, you know, to use a national spotlight the way that LeBron James has or plays playing as many games a year and all those other things. I mean, that's why it's so hard to compare eras. Um, you know, it's, it's, I always say the same thing about Tom Brady too. You, if you have, if you have to base your case on statistics and achievements, you cannot argue against Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time. Does that mean he's the greatest quarterback of all time? No, Johnny Unitas might've been better. You know, Otto Graham might've been better. You just, you can't compare people from different eras. Yeah, I think you make a good point because that that really is the challenge because a lot of times you'll hear the comparison between LeBron and Michael Jordan, and Jordan's got the more championships. LeBron, with all the statistics that he was able to accomplish, plus winning championships for lots of different cities. Um, I mean, you'd love to have either one of those guys, right? Oh, of course, yeah. And and they're different. They really are different. Uh, And they're different, and they are similar. Uh, Jordan was a great defender. Uh, Jordan also was a, a, a great passer. Um, you know, both of them are great dunkers. Jordan was even, even more spectacular, creative dunker early in his career at a time when we cared about dunks and dunk contests and things like that. Um, both explosive athletes, both incredibly single-minded and dedicated. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'll even give LeBron some, some off the court brownie points because he's also been a great, uh, social justice activist. Uh, where Jordan just wanted to sell shoes. Uh, you know, LeBron's probably the better human being. Uh, LeBron didn't take a break in the middle of his NBA career for mysterious reasons. Uh, but, you know, if you, but some people love championships. And how do you argue against, against Michael Jordan being the dominant figure uh, who won six, you know, won six straight finals in which he competed? Uh, that's, a, that's an incredible thing, too. Jim, the uh, Timberwolves last night lose at Denver. Uh, they rested their guys on Sunday. They were not resting last night, and they jumped all over the Wolves. Your thoughts on this Denver team? Are they the favorite to uh, to win the NBA title or at least represent the Western Conference in the finals? I don't know. Uh, they are the best team in the West right now, 
And Jokic is again on a path to a, an MVP, and he's an incredible player. And he had a triple double in the first half, almost had a triple double in the first quarter last night. And they've surrounded him with shooters and athletes. Uh, it's a really good team. Is it a great team? I don't think so. Um, you know, and if the Warriors are playing at their best, who would you rather have? Who would you rather pick? The Warriors at the best or the Nuggets? I think I'd take the Warriors if they're playing well. The Clippers could get George and Kawhi going and be really difficult to play. You know, so there's still a lot of mystery left in this Western Conference. Uh, the Nuggets are the best regular season team in the West right now. I don't know how it's going to translate to the playoffs. Last night, the Wolves gave no resistance. That was a pathetic effort. Uh, Rudy, Rudy Gobert had one nice block early. Otherwise, I thought he was embarrassing. Uh, I didn't. He just he was like a step slow. He seemed just out of it, confused, passive. Um, you know, nobody else played well either. Victorian Prince is usually really reliable. Was horrible. The bench was horrible. It was it was a terrible performance. It really was. And listen, I'm not saying they should have won the game. You know, you have rested the rested Nuggets playing at home. Uh, wanting revenge, that's probably going to be a loss, logically. But that doesn't mean you should play the way the Wolves played last night. That was terrible. Uh, Jim, when you look at this Timberwolves team, there's been some rumor of a possible trade. Are, are they looking to deal D'Angelo Russell? <laughs> it, it depends on what you're going to get back. Um, the difficulty of trading Russell is, so if you're trading Russell right now, you're probably trading him to somebody who wants shooting. That probably means you're trading with a contender. Is a contender going to give you back a player who's as good right now? As, and listen, Russell was lousy last night, too. But Russell has been one of the best shooters in the NBA for two months on a team that desperately needs three-point shooting. Are you really going to trade D'Angelo Russell and get better? It's, it could theoretically happen. I don't think it really happens in the real world. I think the tougher, I think the real decision is Nas Reed. Uh, do you keep him the rest of the season? and let him walk away and get nothing for him? Uh, or do you trade him and lose one of your better players when Carl, you don't know exactly when Carl Anthony Towns is coming back or how long it's going to take Towns to round into shape? Right now, Nas Reed is your your second most valuable big. Uh, nice Gilbert doesn't play well. Sometimes he's your best big. Do you trade away your second best big currently uh, for you know a draft pick when you're trying to win now? It's a tough call, and I've had, frankly, I've had people tell me, uh, you know, I've had people tell me who are close to the team, hey, I think they got to just recoup a draft pick here and hope that Towns can fill that role and get back soon. And I've had people close to the team tell me, uh, there's no way you can trade one of your best players when you're trying to win right now. No chance they can bring back Nasri because he just won't fit under the cap. Uh, you know, this team is going to get more and more expensive year by year. Uh, they might be able to bring him back. Um, would he want to bring, if he's a free agent, does he want to sign with a team that has Gobert and Towns uh, and where he's automatically coming off the bench unless somebody's hurt? Um, you know, and do the Wolves want to pay a lot of money to that guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I think, I think the simplest way to look at it and probably the right way to look at it is they're trying to win. He's one of their best players. Keep him. And then deal with everything, you know, deal with all the offseason stuff in the offseason. If the Wolves are looking to move on from D'Angelo Russell, would Fred Van Fleet be a guy that you'd be interested in? Well, I mean, he's a winner. He's tough. He can handle it. He can shoot it. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You're gonna have, if you're going to trade Russell, 
you're gonna have to get back somebody back who you think makes you at either better you know either as good now and better in the future or better now and as good in the future you need to, you, you can't take a step back not after you've traded the franchise for gobert and you're trying to win now so it would have to be somebody like that and you and your internal judgment would have to be that it makes you better and gives you a better chance to win right now even as you have to acclimate that player into a team that spent all year acclimating, which is another, you know, another variable here. Do you think he's better than Russell? I've always thought he was a better all around player. And it's nice to have somebody who can handle the ball like that. Um, the, the, the difficult, and listen, two months ago, I would have said, please make that deal. The difficulty is that Russell has shut the lights out for two months. Um, and do you trade away base, essentially your best shooter right now, or and and again, this is where the value, you know, the general manager's job is really difficult. Does he look at the last few months and say, okay, Russell has turned a corner in his career, he's gonna be an elite shooter for the rest of his, you know, stay on our roster, and he can't trade away your best shooter, or do they look at it and say, Okay, he got hot, we're not gonna be fooled by that. Um, I've never been a big D'Angelo Russell fan. I thought you saw it last night, immaturity, lazy uh turnovers, and if he doesn't shoot well, his flaws really come to the forefront. So I wouldn't really be against a deal like that, but you better, you know, you better be comfortable, feel like Van Vliet can come in and help you right away because you don't have any, you know, you can't have another acclimation period here and fall out of the fall out of the playoffs, uh, not in the year after you traded for Gobert. Jim, do you think uh, the Packers are going to blow it up? Is Aaron Rodgers going to be gone, and would that lead to other moves for them? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think this is the first. And listen, I, the first time that Rodgers started, you know, making noise about wanting out, uh, I didn't know how the Packers would handle it. Obviously, the Packers looked at it like, okay, let Aaron pitch his little fits. We're not getting rid of a, an MVP caliber player, no matter what he says or does. This is different because he's coming off a bad year and where he really kind of hurt the team and he didn't want to put it in the offseason work. And, you know, he is getting older and more injury prone. Uh, this is a year where, you know, I mean, there's always the possibility he could just be a complete goof and retire and give up $50 million a year. I really don't believe he's going to do that. I think the more, I think the more likely thing is that they try to trade Rodgers and get a lot back for him and say, Hey, we got a pretty good roster here. And if Jordan Love can, if we really think Jordan Love can play the position, we can build around him. Um, and then, you know, of course, Vegas is the obvious place to go shopping first because they have Devontae Adams. They, and whether they're right or not, the Raiders seem to think they're in win mode. Uh, they have a running game. Uh, they have some talent on defense. Uh, that would be, you know, that would be a logical, a logical uh, eventuality. And, I'm, and listen, there are other, plenty of other teams that need quarterbacks too, but that, that's the one that jumps off the page at you. Uh, you know, maybe the commanders would make a move for him. Uh, you know, maybe the, maybe the, the Falcons, but of course he has some say over where he goes. He can basically you know, threaten to retire if he doesn't like a deal, I'm guessing it would be someplace more like Vegas. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, so we have uh, the John Krasinski show up. We have the Viking Update show up. We will do the uh, prep state with John Millay today. Uh, the Cheryl Reeve show is up, and everything's at talknorth.com or in your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune sports columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in the Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC. You're listening to the 